All right, everybody, welcome to episode five of the Burning Bush podcast, a show where we share scripture over cigars. And today, having a little green tea, I'm going to keep my throat clear. It's been pretty windy here in Southern California the last few days, so I <clears throat> feel a dry throat going on, so sipping on some green tea while I'm doing this and having a cigar. Which brings me to this week's cigar is the Drew Estate Herrera Esteli Norteño. It's blended by Willie Herrera. And I will <clears throat> read the notes, excuse me, that they have on the website for it. Uh, it says, Introducing Norteño by Willie Herrera. This full-bodied Maduro expression is the first blend released from the Drew Estate factory since Herrera was named Master Blender in June 2014. The Norteño showcases extensively aged tobaccos from the Esteli and Jalapa growing regions of Nicaragua, coupled with a spicy Honduran binder and a rich, bold Mexican San Andres wrap, Maduro wrapper. The Norteño by Willie Herrera will be available in the following six Vitolas. Um, you can read those on the website, uh, which I'll have linked in the show notes below, of course, as usual. I am smoking the Toro, which is a 6x50. And uh, I've said before, Toro is my favorite size. It's just about all I smoke is Toros, unless somebody gives me uh, something of a different size. And of course I'll smoke it, but if it's my purchase, I'm going with the Toro. All right, so let's get into this week's reading from uh, Mike Heiser's book, What Does God Want? And hopefully you've been following along so far, and uh, you're up to speed on, on where we're at. If not, uh, go back and listen to the first uh, few episodes of the podcast to get an idea of what's going on and uh, a little background on how we've got where we're, where we've gotten to where we are so far. So the heading of this section is Imagers of God. After God had filled the earth with all kinds of plants and animals, he still had work to do. God decided to fashion new creatures in his image and in his likeness. Genesis 1.27. They would be his earthly family. The image of God is an important concept in the Bible. Human beings were created to be like God. Think of the image of God as a verb, and you're on the right track to understanding the idea. We were created to image God, to be his imagers, to represent him. What does it mean to image God? Genesis 1, 27 to 20, 28 gives us the answer. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God could have taken care of his world just fine. He's God. Nothing is beyond his ability. But instead, God created an earthly family. His children would assume his role in managing and maintaining his creation. 
They would be understudies and partners. Imaging God means being God's representation on earth. God tasked humans with doing a job he could just as well have done himself, but he wanted his children to participate. God's business would be family business. Eden was not merely God's home, it was God's home office. We were created to be God's co-workers. God made sure the people he made could do the job of imaging him on earth. He shared his attributes, his qualities and abilities, with them. Things like intelligence and creativity. The Bible tells us that humans are a lesser version of who God is. He made us to be like him so we could participate with him as co-rulers and co-caretakers in his new world. Imaging God is an important concept for several reasons. It gives each of us a secure, profound identity. It was God's original desire that every human being would be his child and partner. That is how God looks at people. It's also how we ought to think of people. God wants every one of us to consider each person a sibling. We all have the same status as imagers of God whom God wants in his family. Racism, violence, manipulation, and coercion were not part of God's design for humanity. They are the evil result of rebellion and sin. God hates what sin has done to people he loves. That's something we need to remember when we think about our own moral failures and those of others. Imaging God also gives us purpose. We have a mission. Every person, no matter how small or weak or short-lived, has some role to play in someone else's life. Every task we set our mind to that honors God and our fellow imagers becomes a spiritual calling. In God's mind, the role of a pastor, minister, or priest is not superior to any other calling. How we live either blesses fellow imagers, reminding them of what life and harmony with God must surely be like, or curses them. What we do matters, and most of the time in small, unspectacular ways. All of this is why I answered my opening question the way I did. What does God want? He wants you. He wants a family. He wants co-workers. He wants you to know who you are and why your life has value to him. But we're just getting started. There's a lot more to the story. Life in our world, and perhaps even in our own house, doesn't conform to God's vision. Something happened to ruin it all. The heartache would be so great that God almost decided to give up on humanity. All right, and that will do it for today's reading from Mike Heiser's book, What Does God Want? Check the uh, show notes below for all the links to all of Mike Heiser's books and uh, today's cigar, the Drew Estate Herrera Esteli. So I hope you all come back and join me for the next episode where we'll get into Chapter 2. And until then, have a great day. Have a great cigar, and God bless.